You're listening to ayahuascapodcast.com. Trae nai con la vida, vida de la baila, cura con la guaira, limpia, limpia, taita, vibrando con la hualca. So, Oliver, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's the second episode of our experimental rambling about anything medicine related, and um, uh, today's subject is story of how we got into medicine what kept us into medicine and this journey so we'll mm -hmm. start with you Oliver what got you into the medicine and yeah. what uh, did you get yeah. out of it well I'm uh, I'm very much a beginner I'm very much uh, new to to medicine and uh, I'm new to calling it medicine I used to call it drugs and it's only after being healed in uh, to a certain extent that I've realized that calling it drugs is kind of like an ignorant misconnotation and uh, well the my my explanation of people ask me or call it a drug I say it was a medicine for 4,000 years and it's only been a drug for the last 30 years exactly so yeah, yeah. what what wins exactly if it's not been made in a laboratory by a big multinational uh, doesn't seem worthy of the name drug but anyway so I'm uh, yeah I'm very new to this field and uh, really I got here because I guess in sort of like the true way of the world I was driven here by pain I was driven here by sickness by a sort of illness of the soul I guess like just this feeling of meaningless meaninglessness and pointlessness like life had no purpose it was just this sort of random chaotic event and it was devoid of any reason or it, yeah it, it was just a very hollowed out experience really and that led me sort of deeper into this progressive depression uh, which was sort of accompanied by anxiety which I'm, I'm convinced these two things are like just different sides of the same thing personally uh, and so I was really sort of going downhill in a low place uh, on the outside I was fine I was projecting or putting on a, a happy facade and, and didn't really talk about it apart from with my girlfriend who I thankfully can confide in about these things and uh, yeah ju just this sort of spiritual search of mine that had been going on for maybe three years and now I realise it was sort of like it was this back to front search I was maybe projecting this corporate hierarchy or this structure of society onto this spiritual path as if I had to reach the top of this pyramid and reach a particular goal like enlightenment or ego death or but ultimately I was always trying to achieve something that by definition I perceived that I didn't have and so it really created this sense of void and lack inside me and think this was like the black hole that I came to knew as depression and anxiety and uh, really just the absence of any feelings of joy or appreciation or love for life or vitality and uh, I'm grateful that in one moment on uh, whilst traveling uh, after after several beers or cocktails that loosened me up enough to start going into this at more depth with my girlfriend 
it's kind of a moment I realised how bad I was feeling and how long I'd been feeling that bad. Uh, even though I'd been travelling for two years, like free reign, just travel wherever I wanted. I went to South America, Europe, uh, Turkey, Me Mexico. Like I was literally living the dream, but it wasn't filling this void and, and the negativity just deepened. So there was just this one moment where I just realised that I needed help and I'd considered going to therapy my girlfriend had kindly offered to gift me a session or two as like a, as a present and uh, maybe there was some sort of pride or stigma there it was, or, or some denial of not wanting to be known as being someone that's mentally ill or whatever it's a bit of a sad present happy yeah. birthday <laughs> yeah. happy birthday Here's happy therapy. birthday you're sick yeah. and uh <laughs> Quite, maybe it wasn't rude of me not to take her up on the offer because I mean if I had have done maybe I wouldn't have found this path so it's like offering someone who has bad breath a chewing gum yeah, yeah. it's thoughtful what kind of sure rude as well yeah, yeah exactly mm. exactly and uh, yeah I uh, in, in in that moment I just felt called that, that's when the call came for me it was just this knowing that this is something that I've not tried, it's something that I'm aware of, it's something that I've wanted to do because I've had enjoyable, recreationally enjoyable and sort of spiritually insightful moments from psychedelics in the past anyway. And uh, that was my, that was the, that the beginning of my journey from that point in geographically in Turkey to Peru. How many ceremonies have you had so far and like what, was there some sort of progression or um, was it chaotic like we already know your last five ceremonies in yeah, detail yeah. but um, before that how many more you had and what kind of kept you in it so with regards to uh, ceremonies uh, the five that I did with you and then I had two before that which I alluded to in the last episode which was quite a negative experience other than that, my use of psychedelics, if I called it ceremonial, I'd just be sort of lying to myself because it was, although I treated it with respect and it was sort of a personal, alone, meditative experience, it wasn't, there was no shaman's presence. It was recreational use. It, it was recreational use. There are some people that say recreational is good because you're recreating yourself. Yeah, well, I've never heard that before, yeah. but it, it makes perfect sense. That's exactly what I was trying to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it was recreational use, but with a sort of psychological, spiritual goal. So it's fair to say your last five days at the retreat that was just uh, ended a few days ago, th those, this was the deepest you went? And yeah, definitely, 100%. Okay. That, that was my sort of real introdu introduction into the, wor the world of ceremony and medicine and shamanic or, or tighter practices. Okay. Uh, and yeah, it was, it was, quite, a, it was quite an introduction. Cool. It's yeah. a good, it's a good, uh, good story for those of you who want to hear his complete um, experience with his five ceremonies with us and progression, which is like a one-hour episode in itself, because um, we really go deep. And go to previous episode, you'll probably be able to find it somewhere where you found this one. Okay, <laughs> as you can see, we're new to that. Okay, I'll I'll ask myself a question then. 
how I got there. <laughs> well, that was my <laughs> next question, yeah, about your journey and uh, okay. you've got more experience in this field, so it's interesting to hear how you got here. Yeah, so my first ayahuasca experience, first of all, I've never had any psychedelics before ayahuasca. It was my first ever psychedelic, and I also never had any anything you would call drugs. I maybe tried marijuana a couple of times mm. and felt nothing. So I went straight to the to the deep end. Mm. I was yeah, yeah, a lot of people time. say it's the strongest and the most serious thing out there and I just plunged right in. I can't really remember what what uh, what called me in it uh, excuse me. <coughs>
and it, uh, it it allowed me not to feel pain, but it never took it away. Yeah, it's like you know, kind of treating exactly. symptoms with like superficial joy-inducing mm. activities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different exactly. people find, find different escapes. It's drugs for someone, yeah. computer games. Uh, you know, uh, that was most of my twenties, basically. So, so and and uh, think about how many people you know that are doing this. Mm. Most people are escaping something. So I was doing that, and uh, but then now I, I just faced myself and I realized like nothing was distracting me from just sitting down and realizing I'm miserable. Mm. And I, I couldn't know why because from a conventional point of view, I should have been like life is a dream. Yeah. So and that was a moment I remember about ayahuasca because I think more than a year has passed and I was like there was this thing that kind of had solutions for mm. some because I overheard people talking about. It. Uh, about the effects it had on them. Yeah. So I went back into ayahuasca. It was in the middle of COVID. I, I thought maybe nothing is happening because mm. people come in groups. And um, the, the 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 girl I met at the first ceremony, she always kept. Uh, we got in touch. She was always like um, inviting me to different mm. places. And I I hit her up and I said, any ayahuasca, please, as mm. soon as possible. Yeah, I, I yeah, yeah. And. Um, every weekend she would send me something and I would drive like three hours away to another town and do ayahuasca and for three three ceremonies or like three short re retreats mm. in a row I felt nothing mm. I was so frustrated like uh, my first experience was so amazing and I just every night I would uh, every night every ceremony I would just lie down and expect the same thing to mm. happen I would yeah, put yeah. my hands to my sides and I was like okay I'm gonna feel <laughs> that I'm gonna feel that yeah, and it wouldn't happen nothing would happen I was I was really frustrated and um, eventually I learned to let go and eventually I, I got my experience and got, uh, I started looking for, I, I had this, I, I got this deep desire to go to jungle, which is madness, like it's nothing, nobody ever done in my family or within my friends, it's like, you know, jungle is something hostile, you don't want to go there, but I was like, I really need to go to jungle and I was like turning every rock and trying to find ways yeah. to get in the jungle. I met this indigenous lady, uh, Amaima, it's a female version of a Taita, it's a female shaman. Mm. I went to her ceremony specifically just to get introduced to her by that friend mm. and try to create that connection, maybe she could receive me. Mm. And she said yes, so I was planning and to see where I can make it happen because, you know, I still had to, you know, do some, some work in my, in my apartment, uh, I needed to be rented and walls needed to be painted, yeah, yeah. things were happening. So I was I was planning, and I knew it was going to happen soon. And then, the divine intervention, a guy just messaged me on Facebook, and he's like, "I saw you promoting because I'm renting a couple rooms in the Finca, where the Finca is like an estate. This is where we are right now. This is where we live with my family." And he said, "Can I rent your place? Uh, I'll pay you for the space, and I'll do the ceremony." Mm -hmm. And I said, "Yeah, of course," because I immediately I, th I thought like. Finally, I can drink ayahuasca yeah. and not have to like drive afterwards next morning yeah, for three yeah, hours. Yeah, it's yeah. extremely difficult. And um, so, but when he came here to see the place, and we kind of like thought about it, and he basically said uh, that uh, I'm gonna go to the jungle, and then when I come back, we mm. can do it. I'm like, you going to the jungle? Mm. He's like, yeah, a week from now. I'm like, can I join you? And he said, yeah, sure, why not? So I joined him and like kind of jungle came to me in the end yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. Uh, I was I was seeking it out like I was forcing it but eventually when time came it was just yeah, yeah. so we went to the jungle next weekend and the guy the guide sorry we went to um, we went to drink with Gonzalo's brother 
Okay. Uh, Jose Francisco Jojoa Pai, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and Gonzalo was at that ceremony. That's mm -hmm. where I met Gonzalo. Mm -hmm. So when people people know that Gonzalo, the shaman we currently work with, uh, who is a gem, an amazing shaman, yeah. people know that he never came uh, to cities before to give medicine. So kind of like I discovered him and mm -hmm. brought him to mm -hmm. people. But in a way, he discovered me because at that first ceremony in the jungle, he was my sixth ceremony overall, mm -hmm. something like that. I was still very fresh into the journey. He came to me after the ceremony. Mm -hmm. Um, he, he you, you know him he's a guy who doesn't speak much people know him he doesn't speak much yeah, unless yeah, you yeah. talk to him he's not going to talk so he, so he came to me the talking. yeah he doesn't <clears throat> talk much he basically says let's just do the ayahuasca and then if something they'll ask me he's not trying to like throw throw dust in your yeah, eyes yeah, like yeah, he doesn't yeah. need it because like by the time you've done retreat with him you know like oh fuck this guy's amazing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not worried. Are we allowed to swear at our podcast? I guess <laughs> we can beep it out. I guess so. Beep. Yeah. <laughs> so he he came to me and he said, uh, "I couldn't take my eyes off you the entire night." I'm like, "Why? This is strange." And he said that he was looking at me and he was seeing me as he sees other titans during the ceremony. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what he sees, but mm -hmm. what he described is that I was like um, rubbing myself with my hands. And he said that every time I'd pass my hand over, he would see like white light coming from my hands. Mm. And then every, you see, I get, I'm getting goosebumps. Yeah. Every time I'd pass my hand over something, it would be like squeaky clean, mm. like energetically, yeah, everything yeah. would be clean. So he told me that. And next night, the I, I, when I when I got to Putumaju, that's the jungle part next to um, Ecuador border, I immediately messaged this mime I was talking to because, you know, we I, she kind of accepted to, to take me and uh, it was kind of this promise yeah. and I said like I'm going to be here for for about a week uh, is there any ceremonies coming up I'd like to attend and she said the only one will be tomorrow mm. and we had a program four, four nights in a row with this uh, with Gonzalo's brother's family we drank with his son we drank with him and I yeah. asked for permission is it okay if I leave for one night they said okay and like literally next night, night after Gonzalo told me this, I went and I drank with uh, this Maima, her name is Mamita Concha, and her husband, whose name is Guillermo, who's also a Taita. And uh, the medicine just blasted me through the universe, and I could see the mechanism of this space. It, it's, it's as if I was opening a bonnet on the yeah, car, and like yeah, looking yeah. like this is what was, what I was <laughs> oh, looking wow. like, how everything works, yeah, and yeah. like, because you know, I'm an engineer, I work with engines for a long time, I guess that's my, my analogies. Yeah, it gave it you in the way that you'd understand. Like, exactly. Yeah, I would. Nice. I was seeing this mechanism. There was like, you know what they describe angels in the Bible? This like concentric circles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That with like bunch of eyes, and I don't remember seeing eyes, but I do remember concentric circles like moving like this. But they were moving like a clockwork yeah, yeah, mechanisms, yeah. and they were entities because I remember the message was like, you know, welcome, but we're very busy. Like yeah, we're not going to yeah, talk yeah. to you. So something is very busy happening, and like, okay, yeah, you know, yeah. just uh, feel free to like hang out, but like yeah, don't bother yeah, don't us. Don't disturb us. Yeah. And <laughs> when I started coming back from this journey, I started singing those uh, ikaros, mm. like the shamanic chants, mm. and like, you know, I was very early to the medicine, and I wasn't even looking for. Mm. I never thought about. I never thought about you know becoming a healer or anything like that I, I just wanted to like heal my depression like yeah, uh, yeah. what I think was depression because I was never diagnosed but the yeah. symptoms are extremely similar because we work with a lot of people with depression so yeah, yeah. and it just started showing me those images of hands and healing people and like the way it should be done and like uh, like instructional book mm -hmm. I was like um, 
as if I was even, and like this uh, concrete platform where we are now one of the visions was I was standing on it bare feet and I had a massage table in front of me and I was healing a friend of mine yeah, yeah. that uh, the guy that I'm kind of still kind of pushing in that direction but um, I was healing him with my hands right and there was there were many images like that and at the same time I was singing those chants it would sound something like something on the on the, in the tune of like hey he he hey he he but much more complex there was yeah, many yeah, of them I just uh, I don't remember and um, and I, I was slowly coming back to my body and then uh, the guy in the group a French guy came to me and said like do you have any pills for the headache and I I would look at him and I couldn't even reply I was so deep into it I would just like um, I couldn't reply like yeah, I, yeah. I couldn't I couldn't master my body but after about 10 20 minutes when I started to mm. come back Mensa told me you can help him mm. and he told me like okay go go to him and do that so I came to him and I was like dude this this will sound extremely strange I don't know what I'm doing but I'm getting these instructions like can I do it and when, when I was looking at him his headache I could see it as an orange triangle like mm. sharp orange triangle on his forehead and the medicine told me to put one of my hands on his forehead and another hand on the floor mm. and basically take his pain pass it through me and mm. put it in the ground wow yeah so that's what I did it was like a, a very like tense moment and I was just like focused on and like um, it was an effort but not mm. physical neither mental mm. it was kind of like spiritual effort mm. so yeah, to speak yeah, yeah. and I did it and uh, after that like I thought okay the work is done mm. so I said like okay later on he said that he his headache went away mm. and the funniest part is that he was drinking the medicine but he wasn't feeling anything like happened to me but after that experience like 10 minutes later he was walking to the bathroom mm. and he ended up pants off somewhere in the middle just lying on the floor like he completely lost it so like the medicine works for that he blasted he blasted through <laughs> so I, I i i like to assume that maybe something that i did <coughs> to him and whatever was removed uh, was, like a bl- was, yeah, un- was unblocked him in yeah wow. and uh, this was one of my only two ever healing experiences because mm. um so after that next morning i asked uh, the maima like what do i do mm what can I do about this thing is it real is it not real mm. she said basically drink a lot of ayahuasca and mm. it will tell you tell you what to do mm. after that I came and I kept drinking with the Gonzalez family back mm. then I didn't know Gonzalo was a tight he never gave us medicine he was just there sitting in the corner and helping yeah, his yeah. either his brothers or his nephews sure. I didn't know that he cooked all the medicine for them including the one that we were drinking yeah long story short uh, I came back home. The guy that asked me, the, who we went to jungle with, we ended up organizing the ceremony. But he tried to cheat me, and basically, instead of like paying me for the space, mm. he said, "Like, why don't you just organize everything, and I'll come and give the medicine." And uh, okay. I spent, yeah. I spent uh, like two million pesos to organize place, buy buy the mattresses, mm. chairs, buckets, you know, mm. all the necessary mm. stuff, wood. Even just on wood alone. It cost me hundred thousand pesos, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he. I noticed how much wood you go through, yeah, to keep the fire After entire night. night, after entire ceremony and the work, and I drank with him as well. Like he only gave me eighty thousand pesos, mm. which is like no, not yes, even enough to cover the expenses yeah, on yeah. the wood. But, um, anyways, like his greed and like his bad behavior ended up like pushing me in direction. Like, okay, I have everything to do ayahuasca retreats, but. I don't want to do it with this guy. And then yeah, yeah. another guy that I met there in the jungle was a, a young shaman. 
I started bringing him, we started working. It kind of all gradually just happened to me. Yeah. Like, there was no moment where I was like, okay, let's do an ayahuasca yeah. retreat. It was yeah. just like, okay, I have those mattresses and those chairs and those buckets, mm -hmm. like, and I want to go do ayahuasca. Mm -hmm. And I don't really want to drive, like, far mm -hmm. away. Why don't, why don't I just make it happen? Mm -hmm. And it just kind of gradually started to fall in place and growing. And eventually yeah. I got the second shaman also kind of, we grew apart uh, because of some actions he did not related to the medicine but uh, his behavior personal behavior mm. and um i was looking for a shaman i reconnected with gonzalo's nephew and he said why don't you invite my uncle mm. so i brought gonzalo so it's like he discovered me yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. in the way my spiritual journey and then i discovered him because i, mm. I said like gonzalo do you want to come and work here with the medicine with the retreats they're organizing he said we're gonna think about it and then he said yeah i think i'm ready mm. So kind of like, even though he's 63, he's only now ready. Yeah, yeah. So I brought him out wow. and like, he discovered me, I discovered yeah, him. And, yeah, and yeah. now, you know, last six, seven months, we've been doing amazing retreats with him and people got the best healing so yeah, far. Yeah, yeah. Our previous retreats were good, but they were never as good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because obviously, shamans are like, uh, fine wine, the older, the better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, so that's how I came into starting the retreat obviously yeah, yeah. I did a lot of work it didn't just magically happen it's a lot of work I work all the time mm -hmm. I'm always on my phone promoting and creating and I'm mm -hmm. as I ex as I always explain I'm walking this fine line in between finding balance in between like helping people and healing yeah, yeah, people yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and making money and those are very different mindsets yeah, yeah and if I swing towards one everything falls apart mm -hmm. if I just go like come, come, give me money. I don't care about you, and just you know, give me money and go away as mm. quickly as possible. That's that's not gonna work. But if I also swing on the other side, and all I think about is spirituality, and I just drink ayahuasca every day, and I stop mm. going on Facebook and promoting yeah, or yeah. replying to people's <laughs> messages, everything will fall apart. You just float away. <laughs> so it's a very, it's a very painful sort of balance to keep. I I kind of swing to one side, then immediately swing to another, and yeah, yeah. but this what allows uh, my taita not to think about mm. those things mm. and he can be more pure just focus on healing yeah, yeah yeah so all he needs to do is come and give the medicine and not care not about mm. nothing else no 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 organizational yeah, yeah. questions so this is how i got here this is where we are it's nice how uh what started as a journey for like self-healing and, and self-betterment managed to organically grow into something that can then mm -hmm. be shared with other people it's uh it's a very uh, like natural, organic, almost like a, a pure way of. of, of it's, it, it comes across to me as like a very sort of pure journey, as opposed mm -hmm. to how most businesses are started. Oh, I know, I need some money because I need to live, so I'm going to do this thing because yeah. it's going to pay me X amount or whatever. And so it, it was all kind of born in this moment. It's hard to say which moment it was born. The, would it still happen if I wouldn't go to jungle and this guy would do a retreat mm. with me and fail me? Mm. But I like to believe that it was born in that moment where the medicine told me like, okay, you need to, that's your gift and you need to drink a lot of ayahuasca yeah, yeah. and I just had no choice. Because the the retreats here didn't start happening immediately mm. after I came back. I, I kept going every weekend to mm. drink somewhere else and like yeah, yeah, try yeah. to find the taita I would be working with. Mm. And then I... I the retreat happened and the whole failure happened but uh, so for me it happened like this first ayahuasca took away the symptoms mm. of depression mm. just made me feel better mm. even though like it was not completely gone mm. but then through that journey it gave me a 
the purpose mm. and this is what forever like fixed mm. my depression mm. or at least it's hard to say because I have ayahuasca at least once every yeah. you know maximum was the four months when mm. I had to wait for the birth uh, of my second child and uh, it's it's easy to say right the depression went away because I got the purpose would it work if would have just worked purely ayahuasca itself like uh, without um, finding something to to be focused on like yeah. it's something it seems there seems to be this connection there seems to be this connection between purpose mm. and depression I was just gonna say I completely agree yeah, that it's, it's this lack of something and or even if you seem to think you've got a purpose say you've got a full-time job but you're still depressed it may have been Jim Carrey or something that once said or Robin Williams that depression is your soul telling you that it doesn't like that the, the role that your ego is playing it's like if you're not on the right path depression is that sort of the absence of your truth or your true path manifesting mm -hmm. as this sort of negativity which is like this stimulus to try and do something about it and so I completely agree with with that thought there is this science that uh, we're only happy when we're giving something to yeah. someone mm. uh, or helping someone so I think the the depression can also come where you feel that whatever you're doing is not really providing yeah, value. Yeah, yeah. You don't feel valuable. Yeah. Like all people commonly die not because they're sick. Mm -hmm. They just die because they kind of get tired of living because they feel they're useless. Yeah, or even yeah, worse, yeah. they feel like they're weighing on their family. Yeah, 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 that's a big one. Yeah, just yeah, sucking the life out of people or, or the resources or... Hmm. So I gradually, that, that was a process, like uh, I, w I went there to find healing and I came back with the purpose and I'm still very early on my, uh, you know, healer, trainee kind mm. of journey because I do drink ayahuasca regularly whenever we host a one-week retreat. I try to have at least one night mm. for myself where I can drink and go deep mm. and once every half a year or so I get a lesson, mm. like sometimes I can... I drink ayahuasca and I look at the person, I can see their organs inside and like see what's healthy mm -hmm. and what's mm -hmm. not. One time, uh, or sometimes it tells me like, okay, you can go and help this mm -hmm. person, but it's extremely rarely. So it's like, this whole thing needs, needs to, requires a lot of patience. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah. there's definitely a gift and there's definitely a talent and there's definitely this, um, this thing that I need to develop but uh, the problem with like white shamans or like white people white healers mm. is that people have let's say if after that ayahuasca experience I'd come back and say I'm a healer and like start putting my hands on people and trying to heal them you know maybe I maybe I don't know what have what would have happened but I, I would probably just suck some somebody's disease into me and, and just die yeah, like yeah, yeah. you need to be very very patient that's why all shamans are so old because it takes a lifetime mm. to learn that's uh and it's not a linear progression mm. it's uh people really lack patience mm. these days uh so many people come to us from retreats where they drank with uh not indigenous people who've only been doing it for five to ten years mm. and they come back with horror stories that they didn't really know what to do and it was mm. all e ego based and I, I, I would say it is hard not to get your ego involved mm. because when you say like, oh, medicine gave me the gift yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. Um, look at me, I'm special. Mm. There's definitely a little bit of ego that be that, that is triggered and you're like, yeah, it's nice. But wh what I like is this um, philosophy of 
you being you having whatever gift medicine gave you because I honestly believe every person has a gift mm. all it means is you're a channel for that thing yeah it does yeah, not yeah. come directly from yeah, it's you not intrinsically a quality or property like Gonzalo yeah. says uh, healing comes from the God all I am is yeah, a yeah. vessel yeah. or a conductor so mm. you, you can see him a lot of times when he do does the healing he kind of raises his hand mm. and one hand goes above mm. another head goes on, yeah, the, on, yeah, the, on yeah. the on the head of the patient yeah. or like nearby and he's just like God, you know, please help me heal this son of yours and like, uh, you know, limpia purifica, you know, clean him and make his life better and remove all those negative emotions. Mm. That's a really, really good way to think about it. Mm. Just don't put too much, um, don't put too much accent on yourself and on, on what you do because like there's something beyond you. Yeah, and all we are is just tools. Yeah, exactly. Well, it certainly gave me a good, a good cleaning, so I can, I can vouch for you, Taita. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Maybe when I'm seventy or something, I'll call myself Taita as well. <laughs> Even though, really, I, I think it's such a difficult job. I don't know whoever would decide to do it for yeah, a living. Yeah, yeah. I think it's kind of like you know, in the superhero movies, they always have to convince the hero to mm. come and help them yeah, because yeah, he doesn't yeah. want that yeah, responsibility. Yeah. And you know, uh, the, as Taita was describing this process of initiation of Taita, where you have mm. to drink a liter of ayahuasca, and uh, a lot of people die. Making me feel sick already. A lot of people die during this process. So it's a very big filter in between um, normal person and a shaman. And mm. uh, obviously, it's easy to just say you, you had three cups, mm. and you're like, mm. it seems easy, you know, you give people cups, yeah, and you yeah, just, yeah. but they don't. They don't see the bottom side of the iceberg exactly. all of this work and yeah, exactly like those spiritual concepts that we don't even like we can't even perceive but they not only they can perceive it but also affect them yeah yeah exactly exactly so yeah that's the story that's the story of um, Oliver's journey with medicine my personal story with medicine and also how I ended up with an ayahuasca retreat that's went from a passion to profession slowly and I want to share, so we talked about past and now let's talk about future, so I want to share a little bit about my vision for where we're heading and why. This place here where we live was like a little uh, uh, experiment for me, because we have two bedrooms here and uh, I set up one terrace, one terrace I set up two desks there, so it's kind of like a co-working space, echo hotel, because you're in the nature people there's a gym there's ice bath sauna so a little bit of uh, things to focus on your physical health plenty of places to walk around um, and then occasionally over the weekends or sometimes longer we would do psychedelic retreats don't preferably forget, forget orange trees and yeah there's fruits and stuff trees. like that so it was a test trial and then we've done it for several years we, uh, where we would have people come and stay with us and then uh, participate in the ceremonies and then uh, work and so my my vision is not just to have a ayahuasca retreat because there's plenty of those my vision is to have a um, like a little tribe thing going on like um, I don't really have a terminology for it yet nor not, not names but it's going to be a combination of three main ingredients community because there will be mm. people uh, coming there to drink ayahuasca and also to stay and live there and mm. work mm. 
and they will be meddling with each other and magic will happen because this they will use the psychedelic creativity to actually come back to the real world and make an impact so once again talking about this balance because there's plenty of places where people go to disconnect from the world but uh, if they all disconnect from the world who's going to change the world then like if you just like close your eyes on the problems and uh, don't come up with some kind of solutions and you know maybe in the form of companies or businesses or some kind of informational products or books you know that can affect many people so that's the first pillar community second pillar is mindfulness mostly coming in the form of psychedelics mm. so there will be ayahuasca retreats san pedro retreats peyote retreats hopefully the mushrooms ever become legal in this country mushroom retreats because it's an amazing medicine as well and then meditation silent retreats yoga mm. anything that helps with that and like this is what will bring people to mm. us and then they will want to stay for the community they'll come yeah, for psychedelics yeah. but stay for the community yeah. because uh, as Oliver noticed with his group people bonded extremely it's people like a family very well. I didn't want to leave just yeah. one week yeah exactly just and, one week and imagine if you have people like this you had several ceremonies with yeah, yeah. and all those ideas that come up and all this expertise like mm. our group was like there were marketing people, there were you know people who are musicians, mm. there are people that do all sorts of work and, yeah. and everyone wants to help yeah, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So one day you do ayahuasca retreat and then this week is over and you just keep doing those word circles yeah. and you just start talking about other yeah, problems yeah. like, you know, uh, here, hey guys, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm running this business and I have this problem and then boom, mm. people come up with yeah, solutions yeah. and then expertise find itself with this... Yeah. Uh, creativity and inspiration from mm. the psychedelics mm. and then people go in and confront the world yeah, yeah, yeah. and build something amazing yeah exactly. and then whenever we'll ask them people ask them like how did you come to success yeah, yeah. they'll say there, there was this amazing place and i think that's the best form of mm. marketing yeah. coming up with a product so amazing with the transformation so amazing mm. that people would just not be able to say yeah. no yeah definitely and the third part is health physical health so we would have you know you could bathe in the cold river do sauna you can go hiking running mm. there will be a restaurant with the healthy food yeah. and um, actually there's a there, there's four pillars mm. the fourth one is productivity because there will be a co-working space with desks and I will design the place in such a way that people will always be there will be like a center through which all lines mm. path like pass there are one place where you come you grab a coffee you sit down you work and yeah, you're yeah. kind of you'll be forced to like interact with other yeah. people yeah, yeah that eventually this magic will happen obviously there will be interaction in the retreats but there will be different groups from different mm. trees different medicines mm. and somehow there is this belief in me that uh, in the core of this magic will happen even mm. though i know there's magic in all the, those individual components yeah, yeah. it's kind of like what's what's this uh, avengers movie where it has a glove and like five stones uh I'm not sure. I'm not a big Avengers. I know. I know what you I mean. I just saw like videos where he slaps and like you yeah, know, yeah, magic yeah. happens because like you have four different. We need the. F yeah. I need to come up with the fifth one, but it's still a fresh kind of thing. But that's yeah. that's my vision. I know exactly what you mean though. Like a synergy. Like the the the, the result will be greater than the sum of its parts. Like you bring all exactly. these different things together. And just on a side note on what you said before, it, at this retreat retreat we've just done. If I was a remote worker and came to this retreat and there was like a hostel type setup to stay i would definitely stay i'd work from there and i'd enjoy it because it was just such a good space of just full of support and love and if these things you're saying were there i'd have definitely 
put my name on the list to, mm -hmm. to stay and work there at 100 percent yeah another yeah. thing is people want to experience ayahuasca i would really love them to come one week in advance being in nature stay with people who yeah. have already done that build yeah. the trust so they yeah, can yeah. go into the experience much more positively yeah, yeah. Like a preparation and then, exactly yeah, and then uh, and then after that they could stay and still being in nature yeah. and kind of create new habits yeah, and yeah, yeah. live like healthy everything yeah. there in this space will be people and procedures and routines will all guide yeah, you in yeah. the right direction yeah. Yeah, like yeah. so you can be effortless yeah because obviously we do what we can with the facilities that we have right mm -hmm. now but when people next morning after their last retreat they get in the bus and go mm -hmm. to the city i know that there will be triggers there will be mm -hmm. accidents on the road yeah, or people yeah, yeah. beeping and yeah. people screaming and there will be you know you know traffic and you go back and there's problems at work you get connected with internet and you get thousand emails and like mm -hmm. it, it's really hard like you you, you it's, it's sort of like you light that flame with the this yeah. ceremony and it's yeah. a beautiful flame of pure light mm -hmm. and then you go to the city and it starts yeah, being bashed yeah, yeah. by the wind The city's trying darkness. really hard to blow it yeah. out. Yeah, definitely. That's that's a, a great sort of thought with regard to the preparation because my preparation was in El, Pob El Poblado for two weeks before the retreat and mm -hmm. I love it there but it's not exactly the most relaxing place to prepare your mind for something like that and I was actually thinking to myself imagine what it would be like to do like something like a vipassana retreat and mm -hmm. then go and then go into the ayahuasca but even just just to be in nature and have that space just to sort of zone out of the busy mm -hmm. aspects of life in the city before the trip or the, the ceremony i think could magnify the results definitely for a lot of people that's another part of my vision right people will come to this place from outside mm -hmm. and there will be different medicine houses yeah, like yeah, yeah. Uh, different ceremonies mm. happening simultaneously mm. sometimes and you could do you know a yoga retreat and then go to ayahuasca retreat and then take uh, take a couple of weeks off and then do yeah, a yeah. peyote ceremony yeah, 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 yeah. or or an occasional temascal on like mm. fridays or mm. whatever mm. structures we come up yeah, with yeah. there would be a place where people meet in the evening and just sit by the fire and drink hot chocolate yeah, and grill marshmallows and and um like the idea is there is a person somewhere in the world he comes into this mm. container of awesomeness mm. and just comes out so much better yeah, yeah. with ideas and projects and yeah. solutions and just goes and like kind of like you know how in physics how, how heat works um, heat is just the vibration of the molecules mm. right so it's a place with a lot of vibration and just like passive little molecule barely makes yeah, it through yeah, there yeah, yeah. and then everyone vibrates exactly. like crazy and it exactly. just synchronizes yeah, yeah, and yeah, vibrates yeah, yeah. and just with all this energy, it yeah, flies yeah, out yeah, and yeah. goes somewhere in some small yeah, corner, yeah. remote corner of all, and just you know yeah, elevates yeah. the vibration just of more people. Yeah, just sending out these charged particles yeah. to go and create and these. And some reactions. of them will come back, and yeah. And, and and yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's nice. like I have many ways to describe it. It's like I don't know if I came up with this idea logically or it just mm. came to me as a psychedelic dream. It's hard to say. Too much psychedelics, I guess. <laughs> Not really though. <laughs> Uh, for for a facilitator, I'm I'm actually pretty pretty newbie. Like I I, I don't think I had more than fifty ayahuasca ceremonies. Mm. I have patients that had more ayahuasca ceremonies than me. Yeah, yeah. I'm very cho choosy and picky about when mm. I have them. And I'm, like in the last half year, I've only had two ceremonies. Mm. Not because I don't like ayahuasca. Like there there are also rules mm. of and the ways you do it, but. So this is my vision for yeah, the future. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, if you're watching this and you have a lot of money, 
please let me know because all I have is ideas. <laughs> I don't have money. Uh, but we do have actually a couple investors already who there's there is a program, there is an idea that will be win 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 for all for all of us. So but yeah, if you're might be interested and passionate about this vision, there is space place for everyone. And if you don't have money but you wanna help and wanna help creating something like that. Like Jared, you know, he he'll help me with with work, with ideas, with facilitation, mm. and uh, he'll also be a part of mm. that eventually. So there's a part for everyone. And yeah, yeah. I'm I'm definitely just if I keep doing one retreat mm. a month like we do now, I'll be comfortable both, you know, personally because I feel that you you saw the gratitude from people yeah, and that yeah, just uh, falls on me and it big feels time. amazing. All those hugs and gratitude and words of thanks yeah and uh, financially as well i don't really need much we're very comfortable right now but there's this like yearning in me to see this vision come through yeah, yeah, yeah. come come true and, and see how it uh, how it would feel like to live in that kind of community because there there are communities or like communas where people live and disconnect from the world but that's mm -hmm. not the idea mm -hmm. the the idea of is a temporary disconnection yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't want to just disconnect from the world somebody needs yeah. to fix the world exactly. right but not yeah, but not in the dumb manner of just protesting and, and aggression there needs yeah. to be i'm sure there is a way to do it smartly yeah, yeah. that's that's thing but mm. yeah that's i think it's enough <laughs> to yeah. describe the people i don't want to what is what is your vision for the future for yourself that's a very good question uh i uh sadly don't yet have well not sadly because I'm becoming more accepting that everything's going to happen in the right time but I don't have a vision as clear as yours uh, I very much enjoy your vision I think it's a beautiful thing to aim for uh, my one of my purposes of coming to the retreat in the first place was to find a bit more direction in my life and, and find my vision find my project and I've, although I've not got there yet in terms of got this tangible thing that I can describe in, in, in very intricate ways, I've had sort of glimmers and, and sort of sparks of inspiration of things that I'd want to do. Uh, first and foremost would be to continue my own personal healing, to try and share that in as respectful and responsible way as possible with my loved ones, my friends and family. Uh, hopefully in the sense that they can see my transformation and just my change is enough for them to say what's happened how can I get some of this hopefully uh, but in terms of of the future I just guess I feel a lot more comfortable with myself now I feel a lot more confident in my ability to just go out and seize things so I'm more of the mindset that whatever I do it's not really the particular task that matters right now it's what I put into it and it's it's the attitude change that I can do say for example I, I try and get a remote job doing what I did previously uh, working in technology or project management it's the attitude change because now I can go into that and see it as a learning experience see it as an opportunity to share my energy my, my, my passion my love and uh, and, and just see it as a two-way thing really instead of just me getting money off a company for giving them my hours it's more a learning experience it's me deriving experience and whatnot uh, in a more sort of 
aligned sense, my, my more long-term vision, but I don't yet know how to get there, would be to really what my heart desires is to become, I think this ceremony has given me a taste of true connection with like the divine or true purpose, true, true sort of true, I guess true purpose is probably the best thing to say about it and my desire would be to align more and more with that and become more connected and and share that share the insights and the inspiration that I can get because of that connection with the people that want to hear it the people that need to hear it and I don't know what format that would be in whether it be in the format of writing speaking uh, uh, podcasts or, or whatever just sharing whatever inspiration comes from that connection so I guess similar to what you were saying earlier I want to myself become a conduit but at this moment I don't know what I want to come through the pipe I just want to focus more on strengthening my connection with spirit and and surrendering to the process and allowing that to guide me really through the confusion of uh, of, of life well the reality is when you start working with um, psychedelics and ancestral medicines or anything like truly spiritual mm. like a true mm. form of spirituality like a real, real form yeah, where you yeah. like undeniably see the God. Yeah. Synchronicity start to happen. As I'm 100%. saying, I did a yeah. lot of work yeah. to come where we are now, but it was all kind of guided by something else. Like yeah. the people would come into my life yeah, at yeah. exactly the moment I need yeah, them and yeah. just like give me a slight push mm. to a certain direction. And there were people who were kind of like steps that I would go from, not meaning I would like be stepping mm. on somebody's mm. heads, but like, it's a it's a it's a process so now you got this inspiration and uh, you're already acquiring tools because yeah, obviously yeah. as i told you and everyone in the group told you like yeah, we really like the way you explain your experiences you're really elaborate you really you're good with words so words are your tools right and then you yeah, said you had you. the social anxiety but you never really did a videos and your girlfriend was saying well let's start a youtube channel yeah, yeah. this is very good for that yeah and now we're <laughs> yeah. sitting here talking to <laughs> the you. camera and you know maybe it goes nowhere but who cares yeah who cares it's, fun. it's the practice and it's fun yeah it's and fun yeah and uh who knows maybe i was a person that came into your life through that form and i said yeah let's let's sit yeah. up and we both need it and uh, i like talking to you and let's record it yeah. somebody else will come that. and they will teach you something else or like uh, I told you, you know you should write a book and we have titles right uh, recycled souls yeah. uh, orgasm of the soul yeah and then uh, hugs from heaven hugs from uh, no I oh, know heaven, heaven in a heaven hug. in a hug yeah, yeah. yeah. those those yeah. were the phrases uh, people used during the word circles which really like deep phrases right yeah. uh, recycled souls that's like my, uh, everything about reincarnation yeah 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 it was heaven in a hug how deep is it? Like, uh, I don't think, I don't even think people who don't work with spirituality can understand what it means. <laughs> heaven and the hug is like, you know, that moment where yeah, there's a heaven yeah, and that. Yeah, hug. the love and, and yeah, an orgasm of a soul. Yeah, yeah. It's when, yeah, like we want to describe my first experience. <laughs> That's what it was, an orgasm of a soul. Yeah, no, I can remember. There's that. nothing sexual about it, but yeah, it's yeah. the strongest emotion normal people mm. normally feel. Yeah, yeah, like but, a release of this energy that's been trapped, but not in terms of of the genitals in terms of like trapped in the heart and it mm -hmm. just sort of just releases and yeah it literally is an orgasm of the soul it's like so yeah which one are you going to write first 
Well, I think first I need to improve my spelling and grammar. If my very good friend Alex Prince was ever to watch this video, he'd laugh at the concept of me writing a book because he knows how bad my spelling is. So once I've sorted well, that there out... There are people that help you with that. That's though. true. There's the, the spell check as well. So yeah. uh, I think I'm going to just... This little ember of light I've found, I'm going to continue to feed it and let uh -huh. it grow and see where the inspiration takes me. But I'm certainly enjoying writing at the minute. So yeah. that's, that's a good start. Well, I'm looking forward in, uh, let's say, 2025. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll send you the draft copy. Three years from now, <laughs> we're going to meet at this beautiful psychedelic incubator yeah. that I'm going to create. And uh, you're going to come to one of the circles in the evening by the fire and uh, everyone will know you because you'll be so famous. And I'll, give out copy, I'll give out copies of my book. You'll give out copies of your <laughs> signed copies of your books and uh, people will uh, sit down and some will read the chapter and people will be taking notes, you know that's um, that'll be a beautiful vision, you know Let's You know what, I'll, I'll, I'll treasure that, I hope that comes true and uh, let, let's see what happens. On that note Let's wrap up. It was it was pleasure having you. Uh, hopefully, we'll Thank record you. at least one more before before yeah. you leave. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, this is a uh, new thing happening, guys. Uh, let me know in comments if that's uh, listenable. Or of course, I know we need to improve the quality of this. And uh, I know when the time is right, the person will come and say, "Yeah, I set up studios for living. You know, how about I help you?" And then I'll say, "Yeah, sure." Uh, in this world everything just happens when when you're doing people told me a lot of times that I'm doing God's work and I think when you're doing God's work everyone just wants to help you mm. people throw money at yeah, you yeah. people throw help at you and the alignment starts and all you to... need to do is just receive help from correct mm. people at correct times and then you help mm. even more people and one yeah, plus yeah. one is hungry or something yeah I completely agree thank you guys thank yeah. you for listening thank you for listening and, and uh, looking forward to seeing you at our future episodes. Trai nai nai con la vida, vida de la baila, cura con la guaira, limpia, limpia, taita, vibrando con la guaira.